It's the Low and Is Chargers podcast. Welcome back to Believe in the Chargers podcast. I'm here with Chargers legend Lorenzo Neal. I'm Is Low. Talk to me about this matchup this week. Yeah, I tell you what it is. This is a matchup where you got two teams that have been struggling and struggling bad. Two teams, this is almost like that battle of the scrub teams. You know, you're looking at the Jets, you look at a lot of the bottom feeder teams, and you're like, okay, is this Charger team down there? You look at Atlanta, I think they had some of the same same, same admiration as, as the Chargers did. I think they thought they were a team starting off this year that they were going to be competing. They're going to be competing for a playoff spot, competing to, you know, to make some noise this year, and they've underachieved. They're nowhere near where they thought they would be at this point in time right now. So you're you're looking at Atlanta team that has totally uh, not met expectations. And where's the coach? He's gone. He's fired. And you're looking at a Chargers team that hasn't met expectations, and he's gone. So you look at and he's he's still here. So it's a situation where you know that you're 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 pulling for Lynn and you you don't know the the outcome, but you're seeing these two teams. These are two teams that uh. That you know, going to make some overhauls. So there's going to be some uh, major changes after the year. Don't know if Matty Ice is going to be there. The only difference is, we don't know if Julio Jones is going to be there. But the only difference we know is, you got your receiver, you have your quarterback. So the Chargers have some important positions of their rig- of, of their puzzle. The next year, they're going to have to figure out. They have some uh, key pieces, some foundation pieces on that team that they're not going to be looking to move. But I think Atlanta Falcons they have some foundational pieces that's been there for years they may be moving yeah and before we get into more of the show i just want to talk about about online real quick our our sponsor guys remember we've always been we've talked about online this whole entire year you know what they have game spreads totals team player coaching props you know you can make money on basically anything that you bet you can bet on Who's gonna have the most points? In like the first half. Who's gonna score first? Like it's these are easy bets that are gonna get you easy money. So head on out to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great up sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Low. Honestly, right now I I'm I don't know what I want the Chargers to do because honestly I think it's a must win game for Anthony Lynn to keep to keep his job because if you lose to this out. To this Falcons team who fired Dan Quinn earlier this season, I think he should be out the day after, even the day of. But also, Chargers fans, I you should want to lose this game because right now, sitting at the draft order, you're at number five. Falcons are, are at number eight. Right now, you got to think about draft order. Do you want to win out the season, win, win some games at the end of the season, or do you want to get a high pick where you can get a great player to add to this team? Man, is that's a freaking great point that you're making. I know we're going to get into this in the offseason, a lot of the, you know, the draft in the offseason. And, you know, we're going to be doing this all year long, you know, in this this podcast. Um, I, you know what? I know you can go and think about it. You can go and bet, bet online at ag.org uh, dot, dot too. And you can also make bets on uh, draft picks where guys going to be going. If I'm the Chargers, I look at this thing and I'm like, OK, I already got my quarterback. I know I got my receiver. What do I need to do? And I think they need to get better up front. I think maybe you look at the offensive line, like you're saying, is there an offensive tackle in there that you can upgrade? Can you upgrade, you know, at center? Where can you upgrade on that offensive line? And also, you already know you have some pretty decent pass rushers on that defensive front, but can you get an impact player 
in the interior alignment. So you're right. You're picking at number five. I know it's, you know, guys want to win. I know Lynn wants to, to, to win and save his job. But you're right. The Chargers are already in, in a position right now that they should be looking at, hey, you know, draft capital, draft choice. So if I, you know, stay where I'm at, you know, end up, you know, picking in the top five picks, that's a very, very sought-after position. If you think about where Justin Herbert went last year, wasn't he five or six? Wasn't he uh, Wasn't he the top six pick, something like that, top ten? I know for sure. Yeah. So – so you look at this, you look at this team and look what they got there. So if you're in that position, I think now, you know, your playoff hopes are over, you know, you're, you're done. And, you know, you know, you hope Lynn can survive, but if not the new coach and that new front office, whatever they decide to do, at least they'll have a high sought after uh, draft pick um, this year in the draft. Yeah. And honestly, I think that the chargers, they should just lose every single one of these games in these next few weeks just because I mean they're already out of playoff contention they're really playing for nothing right now and I think you hit it right on the head talking about getting in O-linemen and I think the best case scenario actually what I would like to see Justin Herbert's old teammate Penny Sewell getting drafted by the Chargers because this guy he was the best lineman out of seniors and juniors as a sophomore as a freshman and now he's going to be top five pick in the draft if the chargers can fall just a little bit more i think they can grab him and that honestly i think that'll add to uh, to team chemistry too and that's, all, that's always great if you get absolutely you get two duck guys a guy that he's familiar with a guy who he knows very well who's protected him and and you know made sure kept him upright when he was at or university of oregon when he was a duck so that would be an interesting uh, interesting scenario if he's there, I think this Charger team, though, is they are going to go out and they're going to go out and fight. They're going to go out and they're going to try to compete. They have been competing. The last week was that was just a, a game that you did not think see that happening, a game that, you know, many thought that they had a chance to win, especially when Cam Newton and the Patriots have been struggling, uh, but they didn't. And, shoot, earlier today, uh, you know, is I was on a show. I was on a, I was on a, I was on a Zoom call with all the Charger greats, and it was that 2005 team, Quentin Jammer. Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, you know, uh, the the course in Antonio Gates, the ageless wonder, Gatesy, uh, he was on it. Um, Kamari, Kamardi, the, the the you know the thirty one, the great cornerback, Kamardi, and also Darren Sproles. Um, also, we had lights out, Sean Marion on the call. Um, uh, so it was a friggin' great call, and we were just talking about those years and talking about chemistry, and we were talking, and we were like. Where does this team now, what do you see about this team? And you think about where the charges were and you think about where we were, where we were at. And it was like, okay, how do you look at this? How do you look at and view this charger team compared to yesterday? And we just talked about the different comp, you know, comparing contrast. Phillip Rivers maybe wasn't as mobile as, of course, he's not even close as mobile as, as, as Herbert. But, you know, he could throw the ball. Talking about Antonio Gates, you look at Gates, what kind of tight end he was. And then, of course, we had that X factor, LaDainian Tomlinson. You think about arguably one of the greatest running backs that ever played. And you look at Eckler, and you think about we also had Darren Sproles, a guy who was a punt returner, also a great running back, a great third down guy out of the backfield. And, you know, we had two lockdown corners when you think about, you know, Kamardi, and you also think about Quentin Jammer and lights out. You look at that where they got Bosa, you know, um, you know, look at the Bosa, Bosa's out there. And we had lights out, Sean Merriam. So we're just talking about those teams, how – yeah, they have some guys, some pieces, but were they that dominant? Were they that dominant? So 
the Chargers do have to start building because it's interesting because when we looked at it on paper earlier in this year, you know, is and we're talking about the talent and the, the guys that they have on the, the offense and defense, some explosive offensive players. Just this has been a very disappointing year. I, I don't know about for you, but for me, it's been I, I thought this team in a lot of ways they're they're underachieving. I know they have some other games left and I know they can hopefully, you know, go out with the bang. But is it like you said, is it worth it? And honestly, it's it's not worth it. It's really not with four games left. I mean, this is probably going to be one of the toughest tail end stretches of their season too. After the Falcons, they have all division games: Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. Mm. That's gonna that's some, that's 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 some that's some very tough sledding. Oh, how do you when you're very tough sledding when you look at this team that they're playing? Matty Ice, you know, many are speculation that he's uh, maybe this is his last year in Atlanta. Compare what? What do you see? I know we think that, of course, for draft draft reasons, let them win and tank out and just you know to get draft stock. But how do you see this matchup when you're talking about when you're going through the different positions and just looking at what the Chargers and Atlanta is going to bring on Sunday night, Sunday rather? Yeah, um, these teams they're they're kind of similar in where they're at. They have two great quarterbacks. You have Herbert, who's on pace to get Offensive Rookie of the Year. You have a former MVP. And then you have some running backs. You have Todd Gurley, who hopefully he'll be active for that game. And now you have Eckler coming back. Both guys coming back off of injuries. So it's really, it's kind of, it's weird how similar both these teams are. Right, right. Receivers, they both got big time receivers. Yeah, it, 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 it is. And and they look like they're built to score. But, you know, it has, it's been lackadaisical kind of when you look at these offenses, you think about, the tight end, you know, we talk about Henry, what he brings to the table. But you look at the receiving core that the Charger have, and then you look over in Atlanta, they have some receivers as well and a quarterback. Aren't you kind of shocked? What has been the biggest key for you? Why both these two teams with so many, so much offensive firepower, why aren't they able to translate them to points? It's because of their defenses. I mean, it all comes down to defense. If your defense can't stop a team from scoring, then it doesn't matter how much points your offense puts up. It matters who has the last possession. And that's happened to the Chargers so many times when a team has gone the last possession and they end up winning the game. We saw in, in the Broncos game, we saw in the Chiefs game, we saw in the Saints game, we saw in the Bucks game. We can go on and on and on. Every single time it was a tight game, ended up who who had the whoever had the last possession and made something out of it won the game, and that was always the opposing team. I know Herbert a few uh, two games he had his chance, had turnovers, but. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think you just get up and keep fighting. That's, that's the only thing you can do. I look at these two teams and I think, okay, with the Chargers, what was supposed to be the backbone of this this team? I think it was. I think that you had a, a defense. You think about some of the guys that they have on that defensive side of the ball, some pretty good players, guys that, you know, guys that people are talking about, you know, Pro Bowl type of guys in past years and, you know, Bolsa and the two bookends that they have and your inside linebacker and you got guys, think about James and guys you have at the corner in the safety. It's not that you don't have a bunch of bad players on defense. That's the thing is that I think is 
is is disappointing for Charger fans, disappointing for for Chargers coaching staff, and disappointing for the players. Is because of the fact when you looked at on paper, this is a team the last couple of years people have been poised and thought this team was going to make a push, get into the playoffs, and make a push and have a you know a, a be a serious contender. In the last four or five years, they have underachieved and haven't gotten there. Whether it's injuries, whether it's guys getting hurt, whether it's you know something happens or whatever it may be, the environment, but it just hasn't been the type of football we thought the Charger was going to play this year. Yeah, and there's really nothing you can do about injuries. I mean, Derwin James, he out of all the seasons he's played, he's, I think, only played a complete one season, and he was a pro bowler in that season. So that tells you what kind of caliber player he is, but he has to stay healthy. Even Joey Bosa, too, he hasn't been healthy all season. Melvin Ingram has been healthy. They traded away one of their corners. I mean, you just, the, the defense, they just they need to have a healthy year. I think that year is going to be next year. I mean, I'll, yeah, I get it. Like, as a team, you always want to finish off strong. But then at a certain point, you got to start thinking about next season. You got to think about, okay, how are we going to look next season? Uh, are we going to bring back guys? Are we going to extend their contracts? Are we going to let go of some guys? Are we going to make some trades? But honestly, I think the offense, they're going to – Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Eckler, Hunter Henry, they have too much pride to not put up a fight in these last four games. So, this Falcons game, it's really going to show whether they're going to go 2-2 two and two in the next four weeks or 0-4 oh in the next four weeks. Yeah, you're, you're right. And I think that, though, and with me personally, I know when you know you lose, you have a great deal of resolve. You know, resolve to get better, resolve not to lose again. And the way that they lost last week is, you and I, we talked about it and talked about how kind of a butt-kicking you, 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 you know, you got a 40-burger put on you. And... You weren't big on special teams. You go in, you, you drive down right before halftime, opportunity to put three points on the board. You get the, get the field goal block, and it's, a, and it's blocked, and, and it goes scoop and score the opposite way to, to, you know, to end the half. You think about what this team's been through in adversity, and last week the gates, just the floodgates were open, is, and they had no answer. They couldn't stop the bleeding. So, like, you're talking about Eckler and the guys that have the pride, and you look at Herbert, you know, Justin Herbert, and, and you know, you think about the different players that are on this team. Man to a man, you have to be looking and have to be thinking, my God, we got our brakes kicked off and we did not respond. We got kicked in the face and we didn't punch back. And uh, you're right. This Atlanta team and the Atlanta team played a, had a tough loss against the Saints, lost 16 to 20. So that was a very competitive game. But this is a game that both these two teams believe this is that good right. This is that get right game. And you're, you're a Charger team and you lost that bad and got embarrassed that bad. As a player, as a coach, you are embarrassed. You should not, you can't wait. You should not be able, you shouldn't wait uh, to be able, you should be like, I cannot wait to get back on the field and redeem myself, especially after Pruchett play that we got from the Chargers last week against a subpar, you know, Belichick, Brady-less team. So I, I do look at this game, and I know we talked about tanking, but I don't think you can tank. And I don't think that, and, and no, I know, Guys don't tank. I get that. I know coaches can play bad, call bad calls. You and I talked about the Jets, that bad call to, to make sure they stay at the number one pick. But I just don't see this team laying a goose egg like they did last week is. Yeah, they, they definitely won't put up zero points. I don't think this Chargers team will put up zero points in a while, especially with Justin Herbert at quarterback. It's just 
we know what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. And honestly, this is going to be a really close game, I feel like, because both teams, they're trying to, they're going to play for pride. And pride, when you play for pride, you're going to play differently. Especially getting the brakes beat off of you last week, it's very deflating having a team score 40 plus on you while you can't do anything on offense or defense. And so they're going to, I hope they're having a good week of practice so far. I hope they're looking at film. I hope they're talking to each other and being like, hey, guys, we got to win this one. I mean, we just got to do it for ourselves, not even for for Coach Lynn, not even for the fans. Like, we got to do this for us. We got to do this for our pride. We got to do this for our sake. Because if we don't win, we'll, we'll still do that even more. You're absolutely right. You're right. Absolutely right. Is this is not a game that you say, "Oh, let's win one for Lynn." No, let's win one for us. Let's win one for our pride. Let's win for for our just self confidence. Uh, for the for the for the simple fact that I'm a professional athlete in the National Football League, and I'm a grown man playing a kid's game, getting a king's ransom, and I stole money last week. I backed my I backed up with I backed up to the door to the Brinks truck, and I said, "Open up and give me the money." And I, the only thing I did, I did it with the helmet on, and I didn't do it with a ski mask. Because you robbed a team, you robbed your fans, and I want to see Charger fans, and I want to see Charger players. I want to see these men fly around. I want to see guys not quit. I want to see guys, you know, compete. I want guys to make sure they on a field goal, a routine field goal kick, and not getting letting guys get in the backfield and blocking your field goal, and then pick it up to add injury, to add injury salt to the wound, and allow them to pick it up and score. So I want to see how, what these what this team is made of. I want to see the kind of men and what type of character these guys got is just to fight back. Get off the mat, get off the ground, and fight. Hold your hands up. Don't take a 10-8 round, which you just took a actually a 7-10 round. You got freaking they, – they almost stopped it. I mean, you were just – you had no chance in that game. So I want to see how you get off the canvas and how you respond. And that's what Andy Lynn – I want to see now, I know that's, you know, I want to see how these players respond to Lynn. And we'll see how much they really care about the man, the coach, the guy who is. Because if they really care about Coach Lynn right now, I'm telling you, as a player, you say, man, we did not do our coach any. If you want him back and if you really cared about a guy, you find a way, right, Is You find a way if you say, look, man, if I cared about this guy, I would not allow this to happen and not two weeks in a row. So I look for them to put a hell of a fight up. I mean, go to, you know, of course they can, they can go if they want to get on some action. You know, if they want to throw a couple of dimes, I know people, I know Chargers fans are probably scared to death to go, go ahead and bet. But if they did want to go and throw a couple quarters at this particular game is and wanted to get in the gambling scene and, and you know, and, and have the opportunity since they can't go to the game, but still be a part of the game, uh, working our, working our Chargers fans go if they want to get a part and get a piece of making a little money. So even though I know they've been skittish, I know it hasn't been good, but if there's any game that you want to probably think about the Chargers just saying it's going to compete or taking over or just cover the point spread, wouldn't it be this one after that after that after that butt whooping you got? It will move. Yeah, it would definitely be this game right here. You're gonna to want to put your money on the Chargers this week because the Chargers they're gonna come back with the fury, even though they're gonna have their hands full with because Julio Jones is back too. And last week, Julio Jones and and uh, Calvin Ridley, they put up 200 yard, uh, passing yards together just between those two. So these these Chargers corners, they're going to have their hands full because Matt Ryan, he already knows who to throw to. He has two great guys on the receiving end. And then you have Hayden Hurst, who's kind of like Hunter Henry. It's so weird how similar these two teams are. And honestly, for I think the keys for these game for this game right here 
you know Kevin Ridley and Hulu Jones, they're going to get theirs. You, you just kind of have to accept that fact that they're going to get theirs, especially on these Chargers corners. Like, no no knock to Chris Harris, but these two are great guys. If you if you double Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley is going to go off. If you try to go man on both, they're both going to go off. So you have to kind of pick your poison between these two guys, but all you have to do is make sure you stop the running game. If you can stop the the Falcons from getting 90 plus rushing yards you've already that's already one facet of the game that you've won yeah I, I agree if you can keep them 90 under 90 that would be that would be huge and you got to put some pressure too and Matty Ice is not the mobilest quarterback he's not a guy that can get necessarily get out of trouble not a guy that's a big time scramble is you know that so that's going to be an opportunity also for this uh, defensive front to go ahead and keep him in the pocket and hit this guy, hit him constantly, get after him because of the fact he's not mobile. And that's why, you know, this team may be going another direction, but you have a chance to right the ship. You have a chance to get after him. You have a chance to hit him a lot, have a chance to bang him around. So I look for this charger team to try to get after Matty ice. And I've set the number. I'm going to say three. If I gave you that is you want to take that bet three as charger set it at three. If I said, if I said sacks at under over three, where are you going? Honestly, I'm going under three. You're going under. I'm taking yeah. it. I got that action right there. Me and you were going <laughs> to take that action. I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I just think that Matty Ice is a statuesque kind of quarterback. He's not going to try to get out. Of, he can't. He doesn't have the speed to get out of the way. So I'm going to take the over. This is that game. Defense got embarrassed. They got their nose busted. They bloodied their nose. Look for him to bounce back. So let's go and bet online and see if some guys can get some action. Is like that under. I like that over. If I'm taking over three. You know, so three and a half, I win. Three under, you win is. All right, yeah. And before we end the show, I just want to talk about Justin Herbert again. He's on pace to get Offensive Rookie of the Year, but after last week's performance, it's not looking so clear as it was before. Um, what does he have to do to have a bounce-back game? Because he had 200 passing yards, but he threw for under 50%, and he had two picks with no touchdowns. He needs to win, and I think that he needs to win, and I think he needs to compete. He's been close, and he's knocked on the door, but he needs to win. He needs to beat one. Of, he needs to add that to his resume. You know what I mean? He needs to put one of those guys on his pelk. He needs to get that. He needs to have a big-time win, a quarterback that's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, Matty Ice. He needs to show that he can beat a big-time quarterback just for his own psyche. He's got him on. He's going to have an opportunity to have this Atlanta team on the ropes. Can he finish? That's what I want to see. I want to see him for. Th- I want to see him throw for two seventy five and find a way to beat Matty Ice. No turnovers. Protect the ball. Needs to get over two seventy passing at least. And I think he's right back in the conversation. And he'll be. He's the front runner. But it would just solidify. Uh, you know this guy, especially if he can find a way to win uh, this game and just compete the rest of the year. And can't have another. He cannot have another game. He cannot have another game like he had against. Uh, you know, uh, what what we saw last week against, you know, Bill Belichick and his Patriot team. Yeah, and I doubt that he'll put up a game like that in a very, very long time. Who knows, I might be wrong, maybe the Chiefs at the end of the season. But I, I doubt, honestly, I think maybe um, that Chiefs game, it will be interesting because it's the last game of the season. And you know the Chiefs, they've only lost one game this season so far. You know they're going to get the one or two seed, depending if the Steelers free fall from their loss against a team with no name. But uh, th- that that game, they could possibly win it because I don't think the um, the Chiefs will be playing their starters. 
Yeah, I think you know what though. The Chiefs probably will be playing their starters because of the fact now they're playing for that number one seed. They have some hope now because of the Steelers' loss, the number one seed. You see, so yeah. I think that you look at that now. These, you know, since it's the Steelers' loss, the Chiefs now are saying, okay, it's anybody. So I, that's that's where I'm putting my money on too. That's another good bet for everyone when win some money. Put some money on those Chiefs because I think that you're going to see them now even start to cook a little bit more. Because listen, this year is you know it and I know it. You don't have any buys. Your number one seed and two number one seeds do not get number one and number two does not get a buy. It's just the best team with the best records. It's the only one team that has a buy. So that means it's going to be a long haul and they might have eight teams in a play, you know, adding another team. Uh, so if you're the Chiefs, you want that one week off because that is going to be a huge advantage, whoever gets it. Now, do it from me and Low. Thank you to everyone listening. Low. I'm out of here. Thanks, bud. We'll talk to you later. Go Chargers. Make sure to catch episodes every Tuesday and Thursday.